This podcast episode reflects the opinions of the guests and not of Brown Rudnick. This episode is presented for informational purposes only and is not intended to be construed or used as general legal advice nor a solicitation of any type. Brown Rudnick does not represent that the securities, products, or services discussed in this podcast are suitable for any particular investor. On this episode of the podcast, we are talking with Karsten Brinkschulter, the co-founder and CEO of Dryad Networks. Dryad is an environmental Internet of Things startup based in Berlin, Germany, and they provide ultra-early wildfire detection as well as health and growth monitoring solutions for both public and private forests. Karsten is an entrepreneur and senior executive with significant experience in the telecom sector with investment and advisory firms and with startups. Welcome to the show, Karsten. Thank you. Good to be here. Fantastic. So to kick things off, um, Dryad is an Internet of Things startup. Can you explain exactly what the Internet of Things is and the technology Dryad is developing? Well, the Internet of Things is is an industry term that describes basically everyday objects like your TV, your oven, your light bulb, fridge, and eventually even your toaster, I guess. Basically, everything will be connected to the Internet eventually. I think you've seen this in the the smart home that is slowly becoming a reality now and becoming widespread, that your TVs is probably connected to the internet already, your light bulbs maybe, and other items are coming online as well. But the vision of the Internet of Things goes broader than the smart home. It's basically every object that we currently interact with eventually will be connected to the internet in the real world. In this context, our mission is to, to bring the Internet of Things to the forest so our tagline also says um, connecting the natural world. That's what is the tagline below, below Dryad's logo. And that's a, basically at the core of what we're doing. Uh, we're connecting the forest to the internet. And, but we're more than a technology company. We are, we're really an impact for profit, basically. So what we're doing is not just for the technology's sake, but, but we want to have an impact. Um, so we're connecting the, the connection, we're connecting the natural world to help and protect and restore it. And in particular, a key application of what we're developing with our technology is to detect a wildfires at a very early stage. We call that ultra early detection of wildfires. And for that, from a technology perspective, we're using a large scale IoT sensor network that we place into the forest that can detect wildfires in less than 60 minutes from ignition. And this then enables firefighters to extinguish the fires before they spread out of control. And from a technical perspective, we're doing this with solar powered gas sensors that basically react to the slightest changes in the gas composition of the air. We're looking at hydrogen, carbon dioxide, carbon monoxide. And if the built-in artificial intelligence of our sensors detect the typical patterns of a wildfire, um, then we send out an alert over our large-scale wireless IoT network that we also place into forest. Can you tell us a little bit about your background and you, how you came up with the idea for Dryad? My background predominantly is in technology and in particular in the telecoms world. I've spent about 20, 25, I think, years um, building three startups and scaling them and eventually exiting them in the telecom sector. So I have extensive experience in uh, building technology that can communicate and they can send wireless signals over large distance and the technology behind it. So that obviously is the background that helped a lot in envisaging and then creating what we do now with Dryad. And I guess the 
question is how do you after spending so much time in telecoms and with smartphones how do you how do you become a green entrepreneur and i guess after the the last exit when uh, we sold a telecoms company to Twilio, uh, a Berlin-based uh, company called Core Network Dynamics. I ran for three years. I, I basically fell a little bit into a black hole after you're selling a company, you really don't know what to do next. And in the background of that, we had a really large-scale wildfires in the Amazon in 2018. And they were maybe, for me at least, for the first time becoming really visible in, in the media. And that then triggered me to say, well, maybe this is something where you need to uh, then apply all of your experience, your your knowledge, your also the funding, and the network um, to try to tackle this problem with the help of technology. So, who else is on the journey with you? Do you have any other co-founders or other team members that you want to talk about? Yes, Dryad is actually has a quite unusually large um, co-founder team. We. We've started Dryad with a team of seven co-founders, given my background already. But we also have um, other technology team members that are key to the company. On the embedded software side, uh, we have a, one of our co-founders has a lot of experience in this, building software that runs in devices. We've got a co-founder that knows and has extensive experience how to build hardware, like sensors and um, infrastructure hardware that does the communication system for our Dryad ServerNet product. We have another co-founder that is very experienced in building cloud um, infrastructure software, which of course is is at the core of what we do. And then we also have um, an experienced CFO and and a science um, a guy on board who knows everything about the forest because the others don't. Um, and we have a sales guy on on uh, on board as part of our co-founding team. So we basically cover a broad range of functions in the company with the co-founding team. And I think that has helped us a lot in the in the first year since we started. What are some other potential uses for Dryad's technology, and how will the you know the total suite of products or technologies help in in assisting uh, a net zero world or uh, tackling climate change? Yeah, let me start with the latter. Um, I I was stunned, and most people don't know that either, by the fact that wildfires are contributing up to 20% to global carbon emissions. So that's about the same amount that the entire traffic, all cars, all aeroplanes, all ships combined are putting into the air each year. Wildfires are causing 7.8 billion tons of carbon emissions. Funnily enough, or ironically enough, I'd have to say, they don't appear in any of the country's carbon budgets. Um, and that is because some people think wildfires are carbon neutral as, as the carbon that they emit in a week or so during burning large areas would then be reabsorbed in the next hundred years if the forest regrows. Of course, that's kind of a cynical view given that we probably only have two maximum three decades left to fix the climate crisis that we are facing. So wildfires are really a massive net contributor to climate change actually. And so based on the figures in our business plan, our goal is by 2030 to prevent 1.4 million hectares of forest from burning. And by preventing that large area from burning, we would actually prevent 600 million tons of carbon emissions and also save about 50 million animals uh, from dying in those fires. So to put this into perspective, you know, Tesla, uh, which I guess a lot has been talked about, they claim proudly on their webpage that their entire fleet of cars so far has saved about 17 million tons of carbon emissions. We obviously have a much bigger goal, um, and we think with much less capital in a very short amount of time, can have a bigger impact than Tesla probably will ever have on climate change. 
As for other potential use cases of our technology, I've described earlier that basically the core of our technology is a network infrastructure uh, for large-scale IoT sensor network that we place into the forest. So in addition to wildfire detection, which is an application, we can um, develop many additional applications that we have on our roadmap, in particular for health and growth monitoring in the forest. So for example, we can um, develop soil moisture sensors that will be included in our network. We could have subflow sensors attached to the tree that measure the amount of water that the trees are drinking. And we can also develop sensors that can detect illegal logging by listening for the sound of a chainsaw or enable forest workers to communicate with each other in the forest. Dryad is currently going through its patent process. How important is it that you secure Dryad's intellectual property? And do you have any advice for any other clean tech? Yes, at Dryad, we have filed several patent applications aiming to protect our core inventions, in particular in the area of the mesh network infrastructure, which enables this large scale network that we place into the forest. And this, this invention is very important to us as it enables effectively what we're doing. And by trying to protect it with, uh, with patent applications, we um, are serving two goals. Uh, one goal is to increase the valuation of the company, uh, which will make us more attractive to investors. And, and B, uh, in the future, can also help us to protect our competitive advantage as we go to market. So yes, protecting our IP is key to what we're doing. And my advice to other clean tech startups, so I think it is absolutely vital to protect your IP if you can. Um, but on the other hand, one also needs to keep in mind that the process is quite involving and also not cheap, I'm afraid. You talk about the, you know, your patent process and developing the technology. Where are you in terms of developing and rolling out your product? Yeah, we've spent about uh, two years now developing the technology. Um, after we did our fundraise last year, we've scaled up the engineering team and really accelerated the development. And in July um, this year, we have completed the initial product version. Um, and we're now in the mass production of the sensors uh, that would enable us to deploy the system at a large scale. As a next step, we'll um, actually deploy the system in in several proof of concept installations. So what differentiates Dryad from other similar applications in the market? Well, obviously the problem of wildfires is a, is a huge problem and Dryad is not the only company working on that, thankfully. Because the problem is so huge, there are several ways obviously to, to tackle the issue, try to tackle the issue with technology. I guess the most prominent way right now are satellites and cameras. Um, satellites looking from space down on the earth, observing the, the forest and trying to detect wildfires with infrared cameras or optical cameras and additional cameras being placed in the forest itself, overlooking the tree canopy to look out for smoke plumes rising above when there is a fire started. Now, all of these solutions make a lot of sense, but both are having one issue, and that is they take too long to detect wildfires. They are quite reliable at doing so, but the fires have to grow to a certain size, to a significant size actually, before they can be detected by the satellites or, or the cameras. And by the time the firefighters arrive at the scene, the fires are often too large to be extinguished and sometimes cannot be extinguished at all. And then we end up with one of those mega fires that unfortunately we are witnessing 
more and more in California or Southern Europe, as well as in Asia or Russia. So our technology is focusing on the ultra-early detection of wildfires. We want to catch fires in the first 60 minutes after somebody throws a cigarette and then give the firefighters a real chance to extinguish the fire while it's still in its infancy. In terms of capital, what have you raised to date? How much are you looking to raise? And how will that capital be deployed? Yes, we've raised so far a total of 3.4 million uh, capital euro, that is, uh, 1.8 million from seed venture funds, in, including Steel, the world's largest chainsaw manufacturer, which has invested as a strategic investment in Dryad, um, as well as the state of Brandenburg surrounding Berlin, which has unfortunately a lot of wildfires, and an energy company here in Germany. They contributed to our 1.8 million seed funding. We added 1.6 million. European Union uh, grants and loans funding. And this capital has been used or is being used at the moment predominantly uh, in product development and product validation. And following up on that, what are you looking to raise um, in future rounds and how will that capital be deployed? Yes, Dryad uh, is just about to start um, the process of raising a Series A round. And we're aiming to raise between 8 and 10 million euro in this round, which will predominantly be used in the commercialization phase of the company. Now that we have a finished and validated product, we now want to scale the solution on a global basis as quickly as possible. And most of the capital that we are aiming to raise will be used uh, for sales, marketing, uh, support, and the organization that we need to build that will support the global rollout of the Dried Silver Net solution. So it sounds like you've been on quite a journey so far. What are your goals for Dryad in the near term and in the long term? After having completed product development, um, the next few months will be focused on product validation. Uh, we are performing 10 proof of concept deployments before the end of the year, mainly with private forestry and energy companies in the United States, Southern Europe, Australia and Indonesia. And uh, with this, we want to make sure that the product um, does what we think it will do and performs in, in all of the environments that we aim to roll it out on a global basis. So our short-term goal is product validation. The near term, after having raised the Series A funding, will be to scale our sales and marketing and establish a global reseller and OEM channel, which will be able to roll out the SilverNet solution as quickly as possible around the world saving as much forest as we possibly can with this technology. It was a pleasure speaking with you today, Karsten. Please let everyone know how they can contact you or Dryad with any questions or to get more information on your technology. Dryad's website is simple, dryad.net. And of course, anybody is welcome to contact me directly on my email, which is karsten at dryad.net, C-A-R-S-T-E-N at dryad.net. Thank you so much for all that insight, Karsten. Um, and basically giving us a really good overview about Dryad. Um, we also want to thank Greenbackers for putting together the COP26 event. Be sure to check out all of the companies participating in the pitch event at greenbackers.com. If you have feedback on today's episode, please contact communications at brownrudnick.com. Thanks for listening.